Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. I'm Mike Kapler along with Joel Brzezinski and this is Growing in Grace, our weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the, the good news of Jesus Christ and, and the gospel that's been given to us. This is just that. We mentioned it last week. Good news. That's important for you to understand because uh, there's a lot of religion out there in the world today that would try to bring you down, and we're not here to do that. And it's just casual conversation. It's very informal. So just feel free to sit back, relax, and uh, be sure to share this with a friend, too, uh, either through Facebook or email or, or uh, you know, maybe you've got friends at the Bible study. Let them know how they can find our podcast. It, it might just help set them free from some stuff, which we've been talking a lot about, Joel, being set free. And moving on into, with this freedom, moving on into a relationship that allows us to uh, experience such tremendous benefits in, in this life, the, the, the unconditional love that we've received from God. We, we talked about some of that last week. Moving forward into what God has provided for us in this relationship. But one thing that will always keep people in bondage and keep them away from freedom is the law and the commandments. Is that right? Oh man, yeah, and, and some people think that some people cap think that uh, you know the law and the commandments were put there to help us to be free. When that's just really the opposite of the truth of why <laughs> of why God put the law there. You know, some people and I've heard this preached uh, throughout the years in my years in various church services and various churches that you know God put the law there so that if we keep it then we'll truly experience freedom because we'll be doing all the things that God has us to do and and we'll avoid all the temptations and we'll avoid the snares of sin and and all of that when really <laughs> as uh, Paul says in different places I think most notably in, in Romans, where he talks about how through the law, sin was increased. <laughs> and through the law, sin took opportunity by the law. And it produced in me all manner of evil desires. So if we want to be free, really truly free from sin and from its uh, snares and entanglements, the first thing we got to do is make sure that we're that we've rid ourselves of the law. In fact, Paul put it this way. He said we had to die to the law in, in order to be free, in order to be married to Christ. And so that's definitely, you know, you definitely hit on something there, Cap, that that the law in and of itself is not going to give us freedom. And in fact, it provides just the opposite of that. And you said something else in there too, Cap, that this freedom that we have in Christ has benefits right here in this life. I can't remember exactly how you worded it just a minute ago, but many people are waiting for this grand and glorious day, and it's going to be a great day. It's going to be wonderful when Christ returns or uh, when we die and go to heaven or whatever before we can experience the joy of truly knowing Christ. But it's it's really in this life that we get to begin to enjoy the benefits of the freedom and the love and the grace and the peace of everything that God has provided for us. So don't just be, I mean, it's great to look forward to the future. When we're going to shed these bodies, uh, we'll be free of, of bills and, and free, you know, all these things in life. But in the midst of all that, eternal life is right now. You know, Jesus 
you know, when he had prayed in John 17, he said, And this is eternal life, that they know you, the Father, and that they know the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have the opportunity to have the benefits of, of the joy and the, the sonship that we have in the Lord right here in this life. And it's a wonderful thing. I, I didn't mean to get off on all that because we have other things to talk about, but you sparked a, a few thoughts in me, Cap, and so I just wanted to kind of share some of that. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. Eternity is now. We're eternal creatures created in the image of God. Paul said that we, meaning you, the real you, your spirit, is renewed day by day. So there's an implication there that we're not aging, per se, like the way we think of aging with our bodies right now. Your body is going gonna, is gonna to cease to function uh, one day, as everybody's does. The, the body will die, but you will live on. That is excellent news. But, you know, last week we talked about how Paul encouraged the Galatians to to stand fast, stand firm in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Don't be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. That yoke of bondage he was talking about was the law and the commandments. But then he went on to say, do not use your your freedom as as an opportunity for the flesh. And we felt that it was was important to address some of that on the last program. But now we're going to back up a chapter or two and talk about what Paul was leading up to before he said those things. Uh, because that was in Galatians chapter 5 that I just referred to. But throughout most of the book of Galatians, and it's just a matter of trying to figure out where to jump in here, Joel, Paul was trying to help the Galatians make a distinction between the Old Covenant and the New, because the Judaizers that came in after Paul left were leading people astray, giving them what I've called before a, a hybrid covenant, a mixture of the Old and the New Covenants. Paul was very uh, adamant in, in stating that the old has been done away with. It has ended, and we are now under a, a new covenant that uh, the, the writer of Hebrews says is established. It's a new and better covenant established upon better promises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, you know, Paul does say in, in Galatians, in Galatians three, and, and read the book of Galatians if you really want to get. I mean, I think that's a good starting place for someone who wants to know the difference between the two covenants. I mean, the book of Hebrews is great for that. A lot of what Paul says in Romans is good for that, but. He does contrast greatly in the book of Galatians, the law and, uh, you know, the old covenant, contrasting that with the new covenant and this life in Christ. And he, he even says in Galatians 3, what purpose then does the law serve? Well, it was added because of transgressions till the seed should come. And back up to talk about, he you know, he, he had made a promise to Abraham and to his seed, and that seed was singular, and it was talking about Jesus Christ. And so the law was added because of transgressions till Jesus should come, to whom the promise was made, and it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. And so it's, you know, the law was there for a purpose, for a time, until a certain time, and it was there until Jesus Christ came. And now we've been set free from the law, you know, because the law confined all under sin. It charged the whole world with sin, and we had to be freed from that. And so now that we've been freed, Paul goes on to say, for you are all, this is the this is what's beautiful about what has now happened, now that we've become freed from the law and we've become freed to Christ. Paul says towards the end of Galatians 3, for you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. 
And uh, he says, and if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And now, you know, we were talking about, you know, how, uh, you know, Paul called himself a bondservant. Uh, in some versions, it might say a slave. He, I, he called himself a slave to Christ. And that was that's a willing type of service. That's a willing type of thing. But here, Paul talks about something else. He says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Now, see, in, in that culture, and I don't know a whole lot about this, but I've heard it uh, preached about, and I'll, so I'll just share briefly. You know, adoption in the Jewish culture back then was, it, w- it was a child who was, par- he was actually part of a family, but yet before he reached a certain age, he was considered a slave and not considered a son. And when he received that adoption as a son through what I think we would call today a bar mitzvah, and I could be wrong about some of this, but like I said, this is what I've heard. Then he received the adoption as a son, and he became a legitimate part of the family, a legitimate heir. And so that's what we have received in the Lord Jesus Christ. No longer a slave without the privileges of sonship, but we've actually become a a legitimate son of God with all the benefits, all the privileges of being an heir of God and a co-heir with Jesus Christ, as as, uh, Paul says elsewhere. And all of this is because of the freedom for which Christ has set us free, being set free from the law and being adopted as sons into this family of God. Yeah, and Paul wrapped up there uh, around verse 7 with that passage you just read, uh, read, Joel. Therefore, you are no longer a slave but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So uh, we could probably spend some time just on being an heir and inheritance, and maybe we'll do that sometime. Yeah, I think that'd be great to to share more about what that means. Uh, and in the meantime, just knowing, just knowing, you know, that we're freed from the law, I think that's something that people don't quite understand, and I, I'm willing to spend as much time on that as we would ever need to and, and go over and over it again for the rest of time, for the rest of the time that I'm alive on this earth, uh, and just to know that we're, we've been freed from the law and that the law is not a part of the Christian life. Again, Paul said, it served a purpose. The law was there for a purpose. It was added because of transgressions. It was It was added to charge the world with with sin. Paul said elsewhere, sin was already in the world before the law, but without the law, sin is not charged. You know, it's not put to our accounts. And so when the law came, it was put to our accounts. But then Christ came and he took everything that was charged to our account. He put that upon himself. He paid the price so that we could have eternal life with him. Now we've been freed and, and we, we've been made legitimate legitimate sons of God, and that is something to shout about and to be really excited about because there are benefits. And like you say, we'll talk about this some other time, the whole thing about being heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, because that's a beautiful thing. But just know that you've been freed from the law and freed into a loving relationship with, with God who created all things. Yeah, and you know, Joel, when uh, sin was charged to my account, I, I don't know why, but it, it it never seemed like I had insufficient funds. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a, that's a good Never point. Never bounced a check. Yeah, it always, it always, there always seemed to be stuff there. I never seemed to do without when I, when, when sin was on my account. <laughs> and now, with you know the opposite having you know been made true of us, righteousness is now on our account cap, and there is an overflowing abundance of that as well. And so, you know, like we've been talking about, we're we're free to do as we please. We're free. We're free in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're free as righteous sons of the living God, uh, not to uh, you know not to follow the the whims of the flesh and the indulgence the indulgences of the flesh, but we're free to follow the that you know what's now on our account the righteousness of god and of course righteousness that we've been given is a gift and then the righteous acts that we do is different than the righteous gift that we've been given the righteous acts that we do flow from the truth of our right standing with god yeah and and you know the the, uh, the i was kind of joking around about the account thing because really the reality of that situation was that there was a debt to be paid and you're True. right the debt was paid by christ and and righteousness now imputed into our account that's the good news of the gospel and we're going to talk some more about our freedom in christ next week on growing in grace this has been growing in grace with mike kapler and joel brzezinski Heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.